Travis thought it would be a good idea to leave the country for a week. Huh. Something about a blockchain cruise with John McAfee and Ronnie Moass. But the show must go on, and go on it will. Way back on episode number 22, we invited our friend Michael O'Neill of the Solopreneur Hour to guest host with Travis while I was away. They discussed Michael's journey down the rabbit hole and what it was like for a crypto noob to start obsessing over Bitcoin. Well, with Travis away, it's my turn, and I'm thrilled to welcome Michael back to go further down the rabbit hole. So let's see where this crypto journey has taken the illustrious Mr. O'Neill in episode number 76 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. You're listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. My name is Naomi Brockwell, and we are talking about magical internet money. And it is the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Kahn, and playing the role of Mr. Travis Wright today is none other than Mr. Michael O'Neill of the Solopreneur Hour. Welcome back to Bad Crypto, Michael. What's up, brother? Let's talk some crypto. Yeah, you know, people really enjoyed the initial episode way back on 22, which was months ago, because you were kind of the voice of, what the heck's going on here? You know, you were just, we were just starting phone conversations about cryptocurrency and, you know, you were starting to go down the rabbit hole and I thought, you know what, I'm going to be away. You and Travis, like you guys talk about this, work it out, you know, figure this out. And you've come a long way since then. I have barely advanced, but, uh, <laughs> but, but you, you, we're playing the game of sorry and you just drew a one. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting. It's, it's a fascinating, here's my philosophy. I think this time that we have right now is the equivalent, if not more, than the real estate boom we had in, you know, the mid-aughts. And, you know, we, you and I were both in Denver and we saw that you could just, you'd buy a house and then you'd hold on to it for a month and sell it for 200 grand more. It was a crazy time. But you had to know a little bit about it. You had to know, you had to dig into the intricacies of it uh, to not get burned by it. And that's what this feels like to me. It feels like there's a gigantic pile of upside. And not a, a crazy amount of downside provided you do a bit of research and you dig in a little bit. And then you you have that disconnection from money that I think is required for crypto and or Vegas. Yeah, I think we need to hashtag that gigantic pile of upside. What is that? A, a G-P-O-U. Somebody can you guys can start hashtagging that. Well, I'm glad you're here to discuss this today. Of course, this is, this is the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for this month. You guys know him. You love him. It's the Zilla app, the ICO marketplace app. Hopefully it's in the app store by now. Come on, Apple. Get on it. People want to see the latest ICOs. They want to read about them. They want to do their own due diligence as they should because, uh, you know, we never recommend coins here, but we do recommend that you study for yourself and if necessary, consult a financial advisor. So the app should be out here, if not now, soon. If not, I think Abasta Phillips is going to walk down to uh, to the Apple uh, HQ, the UFO, the donut that they've built out there. If, in case you guys haven't seen a multi-billion dollar um, shaped donut, that is their new HQ. And he's going to knock on the door and say, why isn't my app? loaded yet. In the meantime, you guys can go check it out on the website, zla.io forward slash 
bad is the place to go to learn more about Zilla. And uh, I would like to get a look at it myself. Right now, you can only see the screenshots that are on the website. So, meh. I want to play with the apps. Let me ask you a quick question uh, regarding the the statement you just made. You're saying to consult your financial advisor. And this is a, a pure devil's advocate question. Do financial advisors know anything about crypto? Very few. Uh, some do. Yeah. You know, okay. there's some like, you know, James Altucher. Right. So call James. Maybe I should replace the disclaimer with call James. Everybody call James. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. If you're a financial advisor out there and you're great and you really get the landscape of crypto, you should let Joel know because it would be nice to know of, of a, a crypto savvy financial advisor, especially with the new. You know what? There's so many burgeoning industries that are going to come out of the needs that are are presenting themselves right now. I mean, if you are a financial advisor and you're not learning about crypto, what opportunity? If you are a CPA and you're not getting on top of, you know, what it's going to mean to manage taxes for people in crypto, you know, become the expert. Now, what other industries, what other professions do you think could capitalize on this crypto boom right now, Michael? Oh, you put me on the spot. You gave you gave away the two yeah. or the good ones. Um, well, how about lawyers? Right, the, the legal profession. Certainly, lawyers. Yeah. Certainly, I'll tell you what. Even anybody running a small business that could bring in even cryptocurrency as a payment method is going to be way ahead of the game because there's going to be something there where someone's going to stop and go, "Whoa, I can buy this burrito with a little Bitcoin. I'm totally going to do that, dude. You got to come to this place and go buy this with Bitcoin burrito coin." I, I just think people are, are um, well, perfect example, a good buddy of mine who owns a bit of crypto, um, he's stringing my racquetball racket. He goes, you can pay me in Bitcoin if you want. I'm like, I cannot wait to pay you in Bitcoin. That sounds like it would be awesome. So I think that that is, it sort of spans all industries where if you can, if you can get that dialed in, but that kind of leads into the thing I'm, I want to talk to you a bit about, which this is so complicated. You know what I mean? Like you can tell that the cryptocurrency world has been developed by engineers and not designers. You Why does it have to be so hard? I don't get it. It is. Well, it's, isn't it complicated? Like the other day, you and I were talking, I'm texting you as I want to do late night because I wanted to buy a bunch of altcoins. And I was like, all right, you know what? I've, I've had my big three now for a few months and they're obviously doing fine. Um, I bought in a Bitcoin at 4,500 or whatever it was. And so I, it was fine, right? But I was like, I want a bunch of alts. and. I love the I love the fantasy of the alt, which is like, oh, it's at point zero 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 eight cents, and I'll buy two hundred and fifty bucks of it or something. It's worth ten million dollars. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. You wake up one morning, you're like, oh, God, I'm a billionaire. All right, responsibilities. No, um, so I wanted to do that, but it there the 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 path to Altcoins is quite circuitous for a uh, a new crypto person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, you know, it's the reason we've been referring people to Coinbase to get started because it is the simplest method of uh, beginning to invest in cryptocurrency. But, you know, there's questions about their integrity with the whole Bitcoin cash debacle. Go search our website at badcryptopodcast.com and just search for Bitcoin cash if you want to hear the show where we talked about the shenanigans that they pulled there. But, you know, then you get into um, the next tier of exchanges, which would be used for a lot of the altcoins like Bitrix, Poloniex, 
Binance. And then for those that really want to stretch their techno skills to be able to trade ERC-20, Ethereum-based tokens, you have Ether Delta, which, you know, I, I figured it out, but I, you know, I used to use PCs with MS-DOS, you know, and you had to learn how to configure interrupts and, you know, IRQs and stuff for your sound card so that your game would work. And so, for me, a little fiddling isn't difficult, but for the masses that are used to what you see is what you get in point and click, um, this stuff is complicated. Well, let's reiterate just the, the protocol. If I wanted to buy, let's say, Neo, so I would have to, and I'm brand new, right? So I would have to, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, I would have to buy some Bitcoin on Coinbase. So I would have to transfer money from my bank account or from my, my card the card is quicker. The bank account, you can do more. Basically, that's how that works. So you have a limit on the amount you can do with like a card generally. And then the bank account connects, but it's sometimes five to seven days before it kicks in. And then you have it in your Coinbase. You go from Coinbase. Well, that, that, that's a long way to do it, though. Um, so yeah, you can do this and then you send it from Coinbase to another exchange where you can trade NEO is, is where you're going with that. Um, right. now I don't have a list of which exchanges allow deposits of fiat handy because I've never done it any other way. I've always gone to Coinbase, but I have become aware recently that there are a small number of other exchanges that you can deposit fiat dirty money. Um, and by dirty, I mean regular dollars into, um, so that you can buy with that, that you don't need to purchase Bitcoin. I'm just not sure which of those exchanges apply. But then, okay. And that's probably 100% true. But then I get into the, yeah, but are these exchanges safe? Are they, you know, then I, that, that's the next thing that comes into my brain, which is there's, you know, four or five exchanges that we all talk about. You've already mentioned. So I said, all right, I'm going to stick to the, you know, super highway here. I'm not going to go on the country roads yet. And so I would then transfer my, my Bitcoin from, you know, saying Coinbase to Binance. Then within Binance, then I can start exchanging and do things with, uh, with, with those cryptos. But that sometimes could take days, depending on like how quickly it takes to get your money in and then how long it takes. Certainly with the big boom and then the dip and everything. Well, that happens multiple times because this time, who knows when the show's going to air. But when that happens, sometimes it takes... It could be up. It could be down. Right. Sometimes it, it takes your transactions a couple days to go through uh, because things get busy and they get clogged and everybody wants to dump when it gets to 10K or you know what I mean? There's always something that you have to, to accommodate for. So I guess, I guess my point is there's not a huge amount of instant gratification here. This is like... Slow and steady wins the race. You're going to do this. You're going to kind of do it and set it and forget it for a little while. Well, that first move definitely takes time because you do need to get approved by your bank or wherever, you know, your credit card that you're depositing from. But then over time, your limits are increased. And actually, even though we get an affiliate commission of, of $10 in Bitcoin when somebody uses our Coinbase link, we're not really recommending it heavily anymore because of the Bitcoin cash thing and because their sister site, uh, GDAX, doesn't have the high fees associated with it. So, you know, one of the things we do here on the show is we Google things so that people don't have to. And while you were sharing your thoughts, I went on um, to the internets where I want to go and I found an article by a gentleman named Jerry Banfield on steamit.com, eight digital currency exchanges with USD to Bitcoin. And so uh, it's from seven months ago. So there's probably some changes and probably some others, but GDAX is one of the sites that you can deposit 
USD directly into. Uh, Kraken is another. Uh, Gemini.com, which is the exchange owned by the Winkelvoss twins, the first mm-hmm. um, to publicly become Bitcoin millionaires and then lose their Bitcoin millionaire status and probably get it back again really soon. Could yeah, be. billionaires. Yeah, in their settlement with Mark Zuckerberg, when uh, he kind of um, took Facebook <laughs> from them, they settled for, I want to say, $65 million, and they took 10% of it and bought Bitcoin at around $100 or so. Wow. So they invested significantly in Bitcoin when it was, you know, a little bit of nothing, and now it's a whole lot of uh, something. So I put this link in the show notes for you guys to check out where you, other places you don't necessarily have to go through Coinbase um, and buy Bitcoin and then, you know, sell it into another currency. There are places that you can go directly from USD to, uh, to Bitcoin hmm. or to, to your, to your altcoin. So, uh, Neo in particular, you know, you mentioned, uh, here's something that a lot of people don't know. If you go to coinmarketcap.com and you type in the symbol you want, it comes up with the chart. But right next to the chart is a tab that says markets. And if you click on markets, you will see all the places that you can get NEO and the currency that you can purchase it with. So the top market right now is an upbit, which is an exchange of Korean won. Um, it's where the most volume is, and it's also where the highest prices for NEO. It's $181 over there, accounting for 29% of the volume. But then you could see Binance, CoinEgg, Bitfinex, Bitrix, and a bunch of others. And so this is interesting because you could see the difference in um, the current price based on the exchange and its location. And you could also see the volume. Sometimes you'll see a coin is sky high, but then you will take a look at the volume and you'll see, oh, there's not enough volume to support even another transaction. Mm. Uh, And so just because a price is high or low somewhere doesn't mean it's representative. You want to see where the volume of trading is happening. And um, that's where you're likely to get a quick buy or sell on your order rather than have it sit there and you wondering, why isn't anybody buying or selling my my Neo? Riddle me this, Joel. Why? And I'm looking at the same chart you are. Although, Can you say that like the Riddler, though, if you're going to do that? I don't know how the, the Riddler. I'm, I, I don't don't you know. remember Frank Gorshin on Batman? The original Batman, Frank Gorshin was the Riddler. Riddle me this, Batman. You know, he was he was this puzzler. All right, I'm dating myself. Um, if we could all just date ourselves. Um, so it is one. It's a perfect match. <laughs> I, I, I'm in love with myself. Uh, Seinfeld. Um, so on mine, it says uh, Upbit is trading at 182.35. It's got a volume of 30.16. And then for Binance, it says 152.45. Why is there such a disparity? Why is it $30 different between the two? Yeah, great question. And so Upbit is a Korean exchange. And the uh, it, some of it has to do with the conversion between the dollars, but it also has to do with it's an entirely different market. This mm-hmm. is why if you'll, for example, look at um, at Bitcoin, you'll really, uh, in the past, we've seen a stark difference on exchanges in Zimbabwe. I mm-hmm. remember when Bitcoin was at about 8,000 US dollars, it was trading at 16 or 17,000 US dollars in Zimbabwe. So it has to do with, you know, supply and demand in that particular market. Um, I, I wish I knew what the name of the Zimbabwe exchange is, but if you'll go to Bitcoin, you'll scroll down, you'll find that same upbit market 
Uh, and, you know, as of this recording, in your past, now that you guys are listening in the future, Bitcoin in the U.S. is around $13,000. But on this up bit, it's at 15624 So it, it's a big discrepancy, but it's a different marketplace and they're trading, you know, they're valuing it a little differently, which, you know, if you're able to do some arbitrage, you know, but what if you're a dual citizen and you're buying, you know, at, tw- at the lowest price that's on the exchange in here, exchanges here, which is, um, by the way, you can do a sort. If you click on price in right. the markets, you can see the highest and lowest price. Um, the lowest is on Binance MDA to Bitcoin. I'm not sure what MDA is, uh, but it's 11,918 right now. And the highest is on OKX in its BCD paired with Bitcoin and it's 16,723. So you've got a, a $4,000 gap here on this. And it's not a game that I want to play. Arbitrage is, you know, crypto is risky enough on its own. Arbitrage makes it even riskier because if you don't get the Bitcoin moved in your transaction and quickly, you could end up, you know, with no gains or even losses. But some people could be good at it, right? So you, so the idea is you buy whatever five grand at eleven thousand, and then you sell whatever you have at sixteen, you know, seven twenty three or whatever. And if you are good at it, sounds great on paper. Yeah, (laughs) some people are good at life. Some people are not. So you know, yeah, if you're good at it. Well, so hold on. It's a Bitcoin, a Bitcoin, a Bitcoin is, I guess, what I'm asking then. It's like, why wouldn't I go to uh, Binance and go MDA to BTC? Why wouldn't I do that? I don't know what MDA even is. Neither do uh, I. So, <laughs> you know, so that's part of the reason right there. I'm not even sure what coin that is. I don't know what the volume is in that because I'd have to acquire that to buy my Bitcoin with it. You know, how big is the market for it? So, you know, coinmarketcap.com is your friend. Um, not only should you go there and look at the prices and, you know, what the coins are, but the volume is important. Uh, the volume on certain exchanges can be important. Uh, it, it gives you information about how much it's up or down over an hour, 24 hours, over seven days. And, you know, Ronnie Moes has told us repeatedly, don't look at the price of the coin. Don't look at, at that. He says you want to be looking at market cap. You want to see how much interest is there in this. You know, not like, you know, you talked about the fantasy about getting the coin at point oh 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 eight cents, you know, and, and buying a million of them for, you know, $30 and, and, and hoping that it goes to, you know, a penny so you can retire. But that, that's gambling. That's not investing. Right. It is, you know, what it reminds me of is, um, although you would not know by the last time I went to Vegas, I like to go and I'll go and I'll sit at the blackjack table. And let's say I have 200 bucks and I last, let's say I last three hours. I go, that was actually fun. I had a fun time for my three hours at the table. Eventually I lost my money, but it was fun. I feel like I could look at it like that and go, hey, you know what? This will be fun to watch. Oh, and speaking of, by the way, I found a couple of cool, uh, at least Mac apps to follow and track your, your uh, Bitcoin. Have you guys gone over oh, that? Do tell. Uh, we, we have talked about some, but I'm curious what you've discovered and uh, we'll make sure that we put these in the show notes and I will Google them as you tell me. What do we got? One is called Crypto Bar, Crypto B-A-R. And I paid the premium. I think it's, I, I paid for the two things. So one's 99 cents and the other one's 499. And it allows you to get a quick view of 
all the stuff you're invested in. Well, at least the stuff that they carry. And it allows you to uh, put your own wallet up in the, the bar as well. So you can sort of see for better, for worse, how quickly or you are winning or losing that day. Now, I, I, I found CryptoBar.net, but that I don't I'm not sure if that's it. That says it's the next generation cryptocurrency community. And it looks like they're actually doing a crowd sale. I know nothing about this. Uh, so uh, is there a different is it CryptoBar.com maybe? Oh, no, this is this was in the the Apple App Store, like the, in Mac, the app store. The, you know, maybe if I do crypto bar app, let's see what comes up if I if I do that. There it is. Crypto bar. There's the app. And it was on Product Hunt. It's got a, a 3.7 rating out of 10 reviews from, from Product Hunt. And this is definitely different than the website that I went to. Uh, so I know nothing about the, the website. I just know that they, there is a crypto bar uh, token sale for something. Well, it's, Okay, so you like this one. Yeah, it's cool. It's handy. So right now I just have Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, Bitcoin Cash, OMG, Ethereum. Uh, and then I have my my own... Uh, investment there. So I can sort of see if it's up or down or what's what's doing with it. Okay, what else do you like? Cool at a glance. And there was actually another, uh, well, that's the only app I'm using. I tried a couple. This is the one I landed on. I did install another one that I didn't like as much. I like this. This one has price alerts, which is really cool. So you can be, it'll literally notify you on an OS level. Like, hey, uh, this thing has gone down or it's going up or, you know, buy, sell, whatever. It's got your little quick view. It's got, um, you can add as many tickers as you want to the menu bar. And they don't have everything, but they have a lot of the big ones. Have you used Blockfolio? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, I own that one. But you like Crypto Bar better? Well, I've not used Blockfolio on my Mac. Do they have that on, I, I have it on my phone, but not on my computer. There is a blockfolio.com um, and it does look like it's an app only. So no, I do not see a desktop version of, of blockfolio. It's purely yeah. an app for, this but one. it's available for iOS and for Android. Oh yeah. I have that one. And that's the one I use to track my stuff. This is on a Mac desktop machine is where you'd find crypto bar. Got it. So let me ask you this question. You know, when you first started, your crypto acumen on a scale of one to 10, would you say it was a one at the very beginning? Yeah. And, and, and beyond that, I think my, I, I had literally zero experience with stock markets and, you know, reading financial charts and I'm still not great at them, but I have at least a, an idea of them now. And I didn't at all before. Yeah, we're, so rate yourself now on that same one to 10 scale where one being a complete clueless newbie and 10 being expert of all things crypto. Where would you place yourself? Probably between a, honestly, between a four and a five now. I feel like I'm still new. I feel like I know the general direction of where to look and, and the kinds of things I want to look for, you know, like being able to look at market cap and things like that. But, I'm by no, I can't look at a, a candlestick chart and go, oh, yeah, I see what's going on there. I just don't quite get that yet. I see green and red. Yeah, I see green and red. And, and uh, man, I wish I brought, bought when it was really red. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because, honestly, I, I don't know that I'd rate myself, you know, much higher than that. I, there, the more I know, the more I realize there is to know. And then I realize that I don't know that. 
And so the learning and even, you know, every time I'm asked to speak now or a friend, you know, says explain blockchain to me, I'm still working through the right phraseology that makes it simple to explain to other people because you want to, you don't want to go on and on and on about it. I've seen people's eyes glaze over when I start talking about this stuff. And so I'm still honing and perfecting that. I agree. And, and when someone says, well, I say, well, you know, blockchain is going to change our, you know, our future. And, you know, it's, it, it's what will make contracts secure. They'll go, then they go, how? I'm like, I have no idea, but I'll tell <laughs> but you it what, will. But it's gonna, it's totally gonna, <laughs> you should invest in it. No. Uh, but that's, that's a bit how my conversation goes. Oh, dude's totally awesome. Why? Don't know, but it's going to be. <laughs> You know, I really believe with my whole heart that blockchain technology is the most disruptive technology of our lifetime. I I feel, and that's because it's going to disrupt more industries. You know, the um, the mobile phone revolution, the smartphone revolution affected old phone carriers and it impacted how we engage and interact with others, right? Apps have changed how we do stuff on the go from anywhere. But blockchain uh, is going to go beyond the disruption that the smartphone has had on our, our world because it's going to disrupt every industry, you know, from from power to, uh, you know, companies to voting to music streaming and everything in between. Uh, this is it, it's here to stay. And regardless of the price of cryptos going up, cryptos go up, cryptos go down. Blockchain is becoming more and more uh, pervasive. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I, I I'm not sure if we talked about this much, but I have a, and I'm sure everybody has these, but I had a crypto near miss story that was such a bummer because I just spent five weeks in Australia. And, um, you know, as you know, I have another podcast and sometimes I get some checks from advertisers and that kinds of thing. Well, I, that happened. And I said, you know, and I was in Australia and I said, you know, I should, I know I'm not going to use this money at least until I get back in December. I should just throw it into Bitcoin and just let it hang out there while I'm, while I'm here. And then, you know, hopefully it, uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic, you know, about Bitcoin. I don't think it's going to crash down to four. And even if it did, I think it would come back up. I'm okay with it. And, and, uh, so I said, okay, let me do that. So I go and I try to do it, but I'm in Australia, dude. And I cannot tell you how many fraud flags pop up when you try to do anything with your bank account when you're in a different country. And it happened to me every single step of the way. And I couldn't, because I, we had the time shift and I couldn't, Pick up and pick up the phone and call them. By the way, Bitcoin was at sixty five hundred, I think, at the time. This is right before it jumped up, and then I so I couldn't get it. It went from sixty five hundred to nineteen thousand, and I was going to buy. I was going to buy two full bitcoins and uh, wah wah wah. You know, everybody's going to have their crypto stories. You know, we, we talk about the big wins, right? Oh, it went from this to this and, and I sold and I made all this money, but everybody's going to make crypto errors. I, I made some recently when, you know, crypto took a big dip. I thought, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to peel a little cash off here. Uh, finally for the first time that I've peeled any cash off, you know, in case that this really does go lower. And of course I sold at the low. I didn't sell a lot and I didn't sell right. any Bitcoin. I sold a little bit of some alts, but you know, I regret it. Um, yeah. And then I, and then I tell myself, you know what? No regrets uh, because it's always better to take profits than not take profits. It's always better to, you know, have some uh, money that you can actually spend on most things 
in your possession, even if it's, you know, uh, inflationary and, and your dollar is going to be worth less tomorrow than it is today. It's, you know, that's how we mostly pay our bills for now. Eventually that's going to change and we'll be all in crypto, but you bring up a really great point. Let's, and, and I think it's going to be the topic for a whole show eventually, but the emotional side of trading. And, you know, you said that you're like, eh, okay, let's let it sit. If it goes down, it's, it's fine. I'm good with it. That takes a strong mindset to, to live there. Yeah. And I think you, well, I, I think it also takes a, a, you don't have to be super married to money. I'm not that married to money, you know, and, and I know it's a weird statement to make, but, but, uh, I'm just not. And it, and so if it went away, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have to make more of that stuff. And I go figure out a way to make more of it. <laughs> so um, you know what? That's that's spot on. And maybe it's age. Uh, maybe some people come to this maturity sooner. Maybe it's values. I don't know. But I was just talking with um, another friend of ours uh, recently, and I said, you know, let's say that I were to make you know millions in crypto. How would my lifestyle actually change? Like, what would I do? And I'm thinking, well, I don't want to get a big house. Uh, because I've had a big house before and, and it's just a hassle to take right. care of it. I don't, I don't need a big showy affluent mansion. I'm not going to buy a bunch of jewelry. I have all the tech that I want. What am I going to start wearing, dressing, you know, nice like you? You do that because that's what you <laughs> like to do. No, uh, you no won't. I won't. I'm going to be a schlub still. Um, you know, I'm going to wear my, my ratty jeans and t-shirts and that, cause that's just how I'm comfortable. What would it actually change? And, I don't think it would change much. I really yeah. don't. I'm in this because yeah, house, I love it. House in the mountains or something, you know? Who knows? I'm the same. I, I what I would probably have is I would own a place somewhere that had a big garage and a big workshop, so I could go play and a place for my drums, and that'd be a studio. That'd be, yeah, you, your uh, own recording studio, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I, I don't think it would change much, and I'd probably have, uh, you know, I probably have property. I'd really probably start buying property like it was going out of style. Um, which I think is, yeah, super sound. One of my buddies has had a great philosophy and I was there. uh, In fact, in Australia with this same dude, he has a number and I don't know what his percentage was, but he did a, he did a bit of day trading. And I know that's not sort of the, the, the general, this is how you're going to win theme. But I think he started with like 10 K and he would do his research and find different things. And he would open up during the day and he would buy a certain amount. And then if it got, if he hit his percentage that he wanted at any point during the day, he would, he would pull it. And it didn't matter if it went super high or super low after that. That's how he did it. And man, he's, he's on a run that is incredible. And I guess one of his buddies is really this financial ninja and, and, uh, you know, had made millions and millions of dollars in the, in the, in the quote, real finance world, gave him this strategy and it's been really working for him. He knows how to graph the charts and do all this, all these things. So he has an idea of what he's looking for and like how BCH would follow Bitcoin. That was a, that was one of his big things, which kind of looking at the charts and going, okay, so if Bitcoin does this, BCH typically does this and then would follow it. And so when I was there, BCH was the one that he kept uh, investing in. And he would just follow it. And, and it was, that's when I realized, just like you just said, that's when I realized that there's more to this. Like there's another tier. Once you get the basics, which I think is challenging, there's another whole tier of, all right, now how do I really maximize? Because I think right now we're still in this major wild west phase 
And we're going to look back at this time and go, man, I could have been doing this, 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 and this. And I wasn't because I didn't know how to do it yet, which right. is why I think the education side is so critical right now for people to make, you know, real money before governments step in and everybody gets taxed on everything. And, you know, there's well, just they're, some, already, they're already taxing. You already have to pay your taxes. I know they are, but I think that, you know, that's one of those things that I'm sure there's, there's ways to do it that are Mike, the right. Would you, ever, would you ever purchase a Lamborghini? Never in a million years. Well, hold yeah. on. Wait. <laughs> Think about it. I would Think. purchase a 1968 Lamborghini Mira. A uh, classic. Oh, yeah. I would never purchase a new one in a million billion years. You know, now, you know these guys that I'm going to talk about, and I'm not going to name any names. You can feel free to do whatever you want, but um, <laughs> you guys know who they are. They Because you, you've probably um, unwittingly interviewed some of them on your uh, your podcast, The Solopreneur Hour. By the way, you guys should go check out um, Michael's show. It's called The Solopreneur Hour, solopreneurhour.com. He's at Solo Hour on Twitter and a great show speaking with uh, entrepreneurs. So you could tell he's a natural at this whole podcast thing. But there's some people in this space that they cater to young people, especially men, 19 to 24 years old, and they show them the, the big house, the mansion, the flashy car, the money, the pretty girls, the lifestyle, and they sell them on this dream, quote unquote dream, because I'm not sure it really is a dream. And they lead them down this path of, you know, money is somehow going to solve all your problems. And I got to say, once you have paid off your debt, right, and you owe no man, um, then everything beyond that is gravy. It doesn't really solve many problems for yourself beyond having enough to be out of debt and live your life. The, the best problems you could solve with an abundance is by giving to others and helping solve their problems. Would you agree? Yeah, I think... Certainly the dude that you're referring to gives me douche chills every time I see him. Um, douche chills. <laughs> hashtag that. <laughs> um, and I've definitely had a lot of people on the show that have made a bunch of money and then been like, guess what? I was still as miserable as uh, as I was before. Or that wasn't the thing that really scratched the itch. And then they, they moved from there. But I will also quote um, one of my, uh, uh, Daniel Tosh, who said, you ever see anybody frown on a jet ski? You know, <laughs> uh, so there's I mean, obviously making money is helpful in our lives, but there is a point when you get to it and you go, yeah, all right. So the bills are paid and the debt's good, but it's not the thing I've been with and I've been without with is better with is better. Yeah. But you know what? You can you can be pretty good without. You know, that's the thing. And that's the part I think that's, uh, for me, a bit of a challenge, because when I went through, you know, I went through a major at age 37, completely wiped out financially, emotionally, et cetera. Like I lost my parents in short order. It was like this complete reset in life. And I was in Denver and I completely pared down my life. No car payments. I got a roommate. I was paying 500 bucks a month in rent. You know, I didn't have to make a ton of money. My overhead was really low. But you wouldn't look at me and go, oh, that's an unhappy person. I wasn't at all. I just said, all right, this is where I am. And I got to hustle and I got to do my thing to get back to where I want to be. And then I ended up being so much further than I'd ever been before, you know, but it didn't matter. It was so the, the, I guess the point is, is that's where I get my my yeah, money. OK, it goes There's away. There's a I lot to be said for contentment, right? That that. Because life is to be lived today, it's it, it you know as trite as it is, 
uh, it's not a destination. It's a journey. And a lot of people miss the journey, the dailiness of life and um, enjoying and embracing the fact that we do have this gift because we don't always and you know won't always. And, That's um, true. you know, all right. Enough, enough Tony Robbins. Let me get into something I wanted to talk to you about before we okay. uh, before we bolt. Do um, I need to lay on the, you know, the, the counselor's sofa for this? Or are you going to ask me about my childhood or anything? No, I'm trying to go the other way. We were talking about this. Um, I sent you an article, and this is part of the research process of what we have to do. I mean, I think, you know, if you're going to go spend money, and, and I feel like maybe you have to look at it like that. I'm going to spend money right now, and you hope that someone's going to spend money back, and you're going to make more than you spent. That's kind of how I view it in my brain. So if I put 250 bucks into an alt, I think I just spent, that's 250 I don't have. Right. You know what I mean? Like I mentally spend that money. And then it just sits there and then, you know, uh, God willing, it turns into something that that is better than it was. But but who knows? But I sent you a link and this was on Reddit. We talked about maybe linking this up and you don't have to. But these were this was like someone had written in. We don't give financial advice on this podcast. We um, these were like a bunch of alts that people were looking at in 2018 that to do some research and due diligence on. And I started looking into them and I made a list of for myself that like, these are the ones that I'm going to really focus on for 2018. All right, let, let's take a quick look then at this list that we've got in the show notes. And of course, we're not recommending that anybody invest in these, but this is an article on uh, Reddit. And this guy breaks down what he thinks are the top 10 essential cryptos, coins and tokens everyone should think about owning in 2018. What I like about just this whole post is not the fact that this guy posted and, and listed these 10. It's the discussion below it that I really enjoyed. So it's very well worth checking this, this page out. First of all, because <clears throat> these people, a lot of them are doing a ton of investigation into uh, maybe more than I have time for. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm going to rely on complete their, their investigation, but it gives me a pretty good heads up on, on what they're looking at and why they're looking at it. But I was looking very specifically down this thread for people that were like, wow, I think that's a really bad idea or, you know, or I love these, these picks and, and almost universally people really thought that this was a solid list. And I thought, okay, that's like for someone who's kind of a newbie like me, this is at least a place for me to go. All right. Of the hundreds of different options I have, this gives me a, a bit of a refined list to really dig in and do my research before I spend my money. And that's what I liked about it. Yeah. I mean, Reddit can be a vast wasteland, but it could also be a, a place for some great research. In fact, very early in my crypto journey, I was in the same cryptocurrency um, subreddit. And I remember somebody talking about OMG. And I think I bought a small, really small position in OMG at around, I don't know, $2, you know, and it's, it's, it's gone up like 10 X and, you know, and yeah. I didn't do too much at that point early on. I was uh, kind of, I was, I think I was gambling a little bit. I was looking for ones people were talking about that looked like legitimate projects. I wasn't going to put a lot of money in them, you know, a couple hundred bucks and roll the dice. But because there was this wisdom of crowds effect um, mm -hmm. that a lot of people were saying, yes, yes. And here's why and I said, all right, I'll, I'll roll the dice and move my mice. Yeah. And that's how this thing goes, too. And, and then, so reading through this thread, I not only got I, I learned a bit about some of the alts that I didn't know anything about, but 
I got to hear really valid arguments on either side of why you should or why you shouldn't invest. And that was really good for me to kind of congregate the information in one spot instead of having to dig around for hours and hours and hours. Now, this is my full responsibility. So it's like, if I just blindly buy based on reading this thing, that's all on me. But if this gives me the idea like, okay, I can tell just based on how this guy is even summarizing these, he's into this. Like, this is something he's doing a lot of research into. And I mean, I may not understand all of it, but I kind of don't have to at some regard. Like I go, all right, this is back to the money thing. I go, all right. At some point for me, I go, okay, I got an, I have enough evidence that I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put my hard earned cash into this thing. And if it's in a, if it's, it was a dumb move because I read some thread on the internet, that's so much on me. That is so my fault, but I really liked it. I thought it was a good summary and I thought it had great arguments on either side for many of the altcoins that that uh, you guys have talked about on your show. So there you well, have it. And I'm not going to say which, um, but those who have listened to the show might be able to guess out of the 10 that he's listed here, I own a position in five of them. So, okay. uh, and, and out of the others, I've only heard of uh, two of them in passing and three of them I haven't heard of at all. So mm-hmm. maybe I need to go and do my research a little bit more. It's just that there's only so many hours in a day. And uh, I realize that I don't have to, I can miss, you know, some things and it's okay. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm about blockchain as a whole. The technology is here to stay. And, and uh, Michael O'Neill, thanks buddy for coming back and going down the rabbit hole again. And, and I'm sure you've discovered as, as our listeners have that not only does the rabbit hole go deep, but the further down you go, it's expansive. It like it opens into more and more possibility. I do appreciate you have me on. And yeah, very much so. I think that there's, like I said earlier, multiple tiers of, uh, of expertise in this universe. And I appreciate you leading the way, man. You, you guys are doing great. And congratulations on at some point in your podcast career, uh, hitting 2 million downloads. Oh, we already have. We've already passed it. Yeah. I know, but I I don't know when this is going to air. Well, at some point, (laughs) I would have said today, congratulations, but I don't know if it's going to be today anymore. So, Well, just congratulate us on our 3 million then because... (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it could be. Before I let you go... Not only does Michael have the Solopreneur Hour podcast, which is a top business show, but you are also a uh, a musician and a music fanatic, even uh, you might say an audiophile. And just like we have found a uh, a market in our niche with crypto, you have started a podcast recently that is uh, very specific for people who really love their music to sound good. Why don't you talk about that? Well, and. It's kind of interesting because we're fairly parallel in this way, which is it's people that either grew up with good music, like, you know, they had their dad's stereo system or they listened to records or people that are really young and are because that's the that's what's happening now, too, is there's kind of a new vinyl revolution of people that are starting to listen to music. Here's the thing. I could almost to a person bring someone into my little house here and play them their favorite band on my stereo system. And they'll look at me and go, oh my God, I didn't even know there's a tambourine in that song, or I'd never heard this part before. I didn't know this existed. And my contention is you've been listening to that music for your whole life, but you've never actually heard it 
because we are so used to listening to Spotify and Pandora and Apple Music, all of which have complete shit reproductions of the music. When you hear it for real, when you hear the actual recording, it, it changes it from being something you do to an experience. And the idea of bringing people back into loving music again, where you can just sit down and listen to an album from top to bottom is what the show is all about. It's called Beginner Audiophile, and it's a blast. Beginner Audiophile is the podcast available at all the places that podcasts happen. What's the website for it? Uh, beginneraudiophile.com. Perfect. We'll put that in the yeah. show notes. Michael, yeah. thanks again for joining us, buddy. We appreciate uh, it. Yeah, you're very welcome. I was going to say the main deal is the Instagram. At Beginner Audiophile on Instagram is where uh, I do most of my, my social media ink for that. Perfect. Well, may your crypto journeys take you to great profits and, and heights of blockchain enthusiasm and excitement as you spread the good news of blockchain and audio. And uh, why don't you take us out of the show, my friend? Guys, girls, crypto people, people of Earth, thank you so much for listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast with Mr. Joel Com and me today. And uh, thanks for listening. Go buy some awesome crypto. Stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.